At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Play that happened? Um, no, not necessarily. In the game, just in the midst of it, thought I jammed it. I mean, I've uh, hit my hand on helmets or bodies uh, a lot in my career, um, and never really had anything. Maybe a jammed finger here, and I actually thought that's what it was. Just the next play, realized I couldn't grip the ball, let the sideline know. Um, and then when I got off, yeah, I told the trainers the same thing. I was just like, I can't grip. I feel like if you yank it, I'll be okay. And no, came in, got X-rays, and things are different. I just got to go see the doctor tomorrow. Um, plans for to see him surgery tomorrow and let me know once they get in there, they see everything. Uh, I was told it was much cleaner than it could have been. Jack, how disappointing is this and how do you characterize your emotions right now? Yeah, it's very disappointing. Um, but injuries happen. Uh, can't necessarily control it. Um, just unfortunate. Obviously going to miss some time, uh, not be there for my team. Uh, and that's what hurts more than more than anything, uh, especially after the start that we just put out there. Um, wanting to be able to respond and not necessarily having that opportunity for several weeks. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'll do what I've always done. Anytime adversity comes, take on it, take it on head first, uh, and it'll get my best. And I'm sure I'll come out of this thing better. All right. So Jerry Jones says it's a couple of weeks. Reports say six to eight weeks, Michael. Um, but before we go deep on Dallas. Let's do this the right way. I mean, Dak is a person first. So I know I speak for you and I speak for anybody with yeah. any kind of a soul. You hate to see this for Dak Prescott, the person. Uh, you know, he's obviously been through so much, suffered through so many setbacks, but he's obviously bounced back. And so you hate it for him. You hate to see anybody get hurt like this. I'd say the two biggest stories in week one uh, were two injuries, Dak Prescott and uh, TJ Watt. Uh, you just hate to see it. Um, you hate to see anybody get hurt. Now, having said all that, uh, you ever watch a, a, a movie or or a series, and early in the series, somebody gets taken out, somebody gets killed. Yeah, a, a, a main right. character. You're like, damn, I wasn't expecting that to happen that soon. Yeah. Like, I, I, wait now a minute, who, who wrote who wrote who wrote her out of the first yeah. episode? Who wrote him out of the second right. episode? Right? You know, um, that's, 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 that's not like supposed him. to. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So um, it's like in Game of Thrones when uh, when uh, what, what's my man that, that said winter is coming? Ned Ned Stark got beheaded. Yeah, Ned Stark. Like, 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 wait, like wait a minute, like I ain't gonna behead Ned Stark that soon, right? So that's how I feel about the Cowboys right now. Like whether you love them, whether you hate them, whether you love to hate them, whatever it is, it's like. We can't have the Cowboys be irrelevant so soon. That's right. It's like that's bad. Never, that's bad for business. Every the people who love to root against the Cowboys, they go well. They're gonna be irrelevant for the next eight weeks. And by irrelevant, I mean they won't be a contender. They won't be. They won't be able to like tread water. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They will not be treading water without Dak Prescott. They had enough problems as it were. As it was, we saw him on display Sunday night. Now without Dak, now Cooper Rush ain't, ain't gonna be able to hold it, hold down the fort without Dak Prescott. Because what I'm saying, Michael, is it's fun when the Cowboys are just good enough to either win games that they shouldn't or lose games that they shouldn't. But under the circumstances, they're in for a rough stretch without Dak Prescott, and I, I don't see them holding down the fort well enough to be in the playoff mix 
when he comes back in six to eight weeks. That's what I'm saying. It's disappointing because the Cowboys really? down, down bad Dallas is interesting. Rock bottom yeah. Dallas. Nah, this is, this not, is, this is I, it's too soon to be writing them off, but I got to write them off. They're done. They're cooked. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to write them off. I'm not going to write them off. No, they went against. No, no. Now, look, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be beautiful, but they, they had a couple things going for them. One, they have it. They do have a talented roster. And I do know they? some they lost some guys. They have a ta- I think they have a talented roster and they play in a division that's not that strong. Now, I know you want to you want to go ahead and crown them, Denny Green. Crown them. You want to crown them in Philadelphia? You want to do that? Go ahead. But Philadelphia, three-point win over over Detroit yesterday. The Giants won. Okay. Washington. That's not a strong division. Even though the Cowboys are looking up at all those teams, they could they they're good enough. Each of those teams I just named. They could go in there without Dak Prescott. Can they win games against their division? That's that's the question. Can you win divisional games without Dak Prescott? Yes. Yes, you can. You can beat the Giants without Dak Prescott. You can beat Philly without Dak. Yes. If I'm going to put on my rational, mature hat, anybody can beat anybody. Okay, so I'll I'll put that on. I'll give it. Because that ain't true. But I'll put. No, that is is true. Anybody can beat anybody once. Yeah, I mean, but you know, listen, they, they, as as as, I, as I'm average. saying about a, as I'm saying about a couple of other teams from yesterday, such as the Bears, the aforementioned Giants, the Texans, the Lions, they get paid too, or if you prefer, they on scholarship too. So I mean, you know, the Cowboys still have a professional outfit that they'll throw out there. What I'm saying is, and this, and a lot of credit needs to go to Tampa. Tampa, once again, my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl, obviously to come out of the NFC. They have Stifling. a phenomenal defense. Okay, Stifling. exactly. They have a phenomenal defense. But even before Dak got hurt, he looked awful. Mainly because who the hell is he throwing to other than CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz? I don't even, we don't even know if CeeDee Lamb is ready to ascend to that number one receiver status. He's number one by Plus, default. Also, we don't who is I bet it, it, it looked bad too. Who's blocking for him? Said about well and Tampa. I mean Tampa. Yeah. It's gonna make a lot of people make a lot of good quarterbacks look they like they they don't know what they're doing, and that's what happened yesterday. I think they they harassed him, they confused him, they took away some of his options. They knew what his options were, and they took away his most comfortable options and made him do things he didn't want to do. I think I put a lot of that on Tampa. I I, I really would that's be surprised if, if let's say let's say he misses seven games, eight games. I'd be okay. surprised if the Cowboys go two and six in those eight games. I think they I, I think they can go four and four, five and three. Wouldn't surprise me. Word? And oh yeah, with, right. with cool wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, their offensive line is an absolute mess. They're holding out, they're they're sitting back waiting for Michael Gallup and James Washington to ride to the rescue at Those wide are good receivers. Those are good receivers. Those What's are good number three and number four, maybe number okay, two if you, you have to. Okay, but as no, you no, know, I mean, I'm saying though, hey, they're, they're not, you know, they're not game football guru. You fantasy football guru, guru you hey, a number three, a number four wide receiver is worth his weight in gold. Pure gold. You know that you have lost sleep. Yeah, okay. Number three and number it, four wide receivers. I, I have, but it's a problem when you're looking at those guys as your number twos. Okay, point being. That, their offense was already a question all offseason. Then Tyron Smith gets hurt. Then they have to kick out Tyler Smith, who was who was practicing at left guard, competing at left guard, a competition that he did not win, mind you. Okay, they right. kick him out to the left side, and he ends up being the least of their concerns last night. Okay, their right tackle Terrence Steele don't know the snap count at home. I mean, their offensive line is a mess. Their receivers are Come a on, mess. Man. And you're telling me Cooper this? Rush is going to hold are it down? No, this? no, no. We, in this case, are we, we are. It, it, are we only overreacting? We're overreacting in general, to week no. one? Not in general, Michael. Not in general. That is a rule of thumb, not Dak Prescott's thumb, but a rule of thumb on this here show that we do our best not to overreact, not to give, 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 uh, give in the hyperbole. That's not what we're about around these parts. 
but I don't think you can overreact to the significance of the Dak Prescott injury given all the problems that Dallas already had. They were looking to Dak to be what great quarterbacks are, which is which is uh, which is a deodorant, which is somebody to cover yeah. up all the other problem areas that you have. Now you're asking Cooper Rush to come in and and do something with some with, with, with a supporting cast that Dak couldn't do anything with, albeit against Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. Dallas is done before the season's even started. Sorry, Ooh, not sorry. Wow. They're done. Done before the season's even started. They, they, there will be too big of a hole for them to climb out once he comes back. And when he comes back, well, I'm a, how much better are they going to be on offense? Maybe, just maybe the answer is finding a way for Micah Parkinson's and Trayvon Diggs to play both ways. Maybe that's what they're going to have to do. I don't know. But <laughs> put some well, of that think, defense because they can play defense. They could, maybe maybe well, they can I hold think, people to 10 said. points or 15 points or 17 points and their offense doesn't have to do much if you want to look for a silver lining, Michael. Look, they gave up 19 points and, and you, just, to, you just named it. You just named the recipe. We saw it. You got Chicago on your feet. You saw it in Chicago yesterday. Neither quarterback played well. You had two young quarterbacks just scuffling. Both guys in their second year scuffling most of the game. But the defense in Chicago gave up 10 points. And so they come away with the win because of what the defense did. Same thing in Pittsburgh. Talk about TJ Watt. You know, they harassed Joey B all day long. It's nice to have a field goal kicker or a field goal team that can get the job done. That's a different story for a different day. Fact is, you sack a dude seven times and pick them all four times. You're in the conversation. I think Dallas can do that. I mean, Dan Quinn turned down head coaching opportunities because. Good coach. Really good coach. Well, he got a raise. He got a raise in Dallas, and I think uh, he knows what he's got. He knows he's got a really good playmaking defense that he's able to coach. And no, that defense is going to win some games for him. They'll be, they'll, like, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They won't they'll be, be all right. Now, with Dak, with Dak, you're not saying we're going to be all right, Kendrick Lamar. You're not saying that. You're going to say you, you got bigger dreams. You got bigger dreams. So they don't have big dreams. They're just holding it down until Dak returns. And I think they can hold it they down. Were alre- they were already gonna. They were already gonna struggle. It was already gonna be a struggle on offense. Mm. And now you lose Dak for six to eight. And then you after that six over. to eight, congratulations. After that six to eight, after that six to eight, then he kind of got to come back and be all right. Then you got to come back and, and be normal, which is maybe the thumb. Who, who's to say that the thumb we made a big to do about Matthew Stafford's shoulder. Who's to say the thumb is actually right after six to eight. Who's to say he comes back and he's right again. Tampa's good, but Dallas wasn't supposed to be look that bad last night. Their offensive line. Tyron Smith maybe comes back in December. Jason Peters 40 years old. Does he come right in and, and, okay. and save the day? So many problems on offense with minimal targets at receiver. Mm-mm. Sorry, man. This 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 is like it, though. They might have they might have missed their chance just to say nothing of all the penalties that they continue to commit highest penalties oh, in the do. league last hey, year. Listen, look, they would do that with with or without it hard, Dak. That's the Cowboys, right? They make it harder that. on themselves as it is. <laughs> okay, it's no, it's, it's no fun, but I, 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 I take no pride in writing off the Cowboys. I take you know no what you've pride done? in writing off the Cowboys, just so you know. What have I done? I'm going to tell you. This is because uh, I know you spent some time down there uh, at the Star or uh, Cowboys country. Oxnard. It so was Oxnard, you, yeah. You have guaranteed yourself. You have guaranteed yourself a spot in some Dallas postseason video. Everybody's got a postseason. Everybody and their mama got a demo tape <laughs> and a postseason video. Okay, so it's going to be a postseason video. They'll make the playoffs. They'll do a montage. After week one, people who said they couldn't do it, you go be like the you're gonna be featured. You either go start it off or you're gonna close it. I've never aspired to be bulletin board material. They go tweet it out. Yeah, you have like they gonna have the star there. Never doubt us. We're shout out shout out to Arthur Smith. That, this was me writing the obituary. Write, write what you want. Yeah. Write whatever you want. I'm writing whatever I want right now. I'm writing the obituary <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. Don't Week you love when people say that? Write what you want. Write what okay. you want. Like, I was okay. going to do that anyway. I didn't need, I didn't need your permission, but thank that. you. 
Thank you. <laughs> you saw it. It's go a, ahead. Go ahead. Write whatever you I'm want. Not, you go right I'm not overreacting about anything else. You go write what you so want you know. to anyway. Right. <laughs> Why are you asking me? I'm not overreacting about anything else. I'm telling you. But I don't think you can overreact to an injury of that significance. Dak Prescott, with their problems on offense, and it's not like their alternative is, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo or Tyler Huntley. Or, you see that I mean, headline, listen. though? I'm intrigued. Jimmy G in Dallas? Even I don't think the Niners are going they well, might listen, Jimmy G exactly. in San <laughs> Look, there's a reason they kept them, and I don't know that they try to do yeah. Dallas any favors, unless 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 you're telling me that somebody, man, unless you're telling me that they got a capable backup. Just that this this ain't the year. Not Sorry. And that's unfortunate. Man, you playing Joe Burrow and company, <laughs> you better get the ball or something. They're not punting a lot. That's just a function of how some of these high-powered offenses and top-notch quarterbacks are. All right, so look here. Uh, we talked about probably the biggest loser from week one. Who would you say is yeah. the biggest winner? Biggest winner. Cross the board. Pick any team you want. Any coach you any want, team? any player you want, any any, wow. team, any outcome, any outcome you want. Biggest winner. I mean, safe to say Dallas is the biggest loser, losing their quarterback for six to eight. Biggest yeah, winner. Uh, the biggest winner, I, I think it's one of those teams that you didn't expect to win, one of those new guys. So maybe Chicago and Matt Eberflus, Eberflus and, uh, and New York with Brian Dayball. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to say Pittsburgh, but – Pittsburgh's not a big winner with TJ Watt. TJ Watt, torn yeah. pectoral. So, I would say I would say one of them. Who would you say? Well, love what Dayball did. Love what he did. Love what he did in the moment. Love what he did. Result be damned. I am not one of these people. I, I feel like I'm pretty consistent. I'm not one of these people that like playing for the win when you win. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I like it because I was talking about Baltimore last year. Didn't I put on for yeah, Baltimore? Yeah, we didn't like. Yeah, we went. Yeah, we, put, yeah, yeah, we didn't like that. I, I put on. Well, I, I put on for John Harbaugh you love for it. two. I love I love it. it when they do it. Usually, I mean, I, I can't I can't remember a time when I questioned somebody's wisdom when it comes to to going for two, uh, even yeah. if they even if they don't uh, convert. So that's a great way to kick off a career. While I'm on the subject of new coaches getting their first win, Mike McDaniel, you know, going for it on fourth down near midfield, beating Bill fourth Belichick. Fourth and seven. Fourth, fourth and, yeah, and seven. Right. Not just fourth down, fourth and seven. Thank you. With like um, 25 seconds to go. Woo. Beat, beating Bill Belichick. They're, they're very, very, they're, you know, I mean, you can't get much better in your first win than beating Bill Belichick. Okay. Regardless of the state of the New England Patriots, beating Bill Belichick for your first win is saying something. But man, if I'm gonna say the biggest winner, without overreacting, without any kind of proclamations about who's gonna go to the Super Bowl, this, that, and the other, I would say the biggest winner is Justin Jefferson for getting Kevin O'Connell as his coach, because Justin Jefferson, this man, Preach. is about to like move over Cooper Cup. Move over, Jamar Chase. Justin yes. Jefferson is about to take what what what, what did uh, what did what did Randy Moss say when he got drafted? I'm about to wreck the league. Justin Jefferson about to wreck the league this year. I had the Vikings in the playoffs in the preseason. Ooh, and I feel even better about it, especially when you juxtapose how the Vikings looked yesterday in all three phases, but offensive, offensively and defensively in particular, with how the Packers looked. Offensively, in particular, this guy, this guy coming for some more records. He's already in the record books. He's coming for some more records this year with the way Kevin O'Connell is using him and moving him around, and with Kirk Cousins feeding him the football. Hey, man, Minnesota, led by Justin Jefferson. I, st- I don't. I'm not going to go as far as say he's going to be the MVP because 
What? The fact that Why no not? receiver has, because no receiver's been Listen, MVP. Mike, I just, I, I, I thought, you were just about to say the first time everything. I, they, I, they no, seems I'm to not going to say that. Oh, what? You talk about the way Kevin O'Connell has used him. Okay, the yeah. way O'Connell has used him. Now, before a oh, coach decided him, yeah. to pick, like he had Mike Zimmer. That guy had Mike right. Zimmer his first two years in the and league. Was and was crushing was it. And was crushing line. it. Yeah. And he's crushing, and it. crushing it. And that's not a guy yeah. who's like known for his, you know, it, uh, offensive innovation. So I, I just think he is learning and he talked to us. And you want to talk about the wide receiver. He is the wide receiver for brother from another. And and talking about a person before a football player. What a guy. I mean, it was so much fun talking to him. Remember when we talked to him at the Super Bowl, man. I I, I wanted to like that's right. I, I wanted that's to right. adopt. We sure did. I wanted to adopt him. We sure we did. Talk to him at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we Loved sure did. Talking we to sure him. Did. And sure told did. us how the gritty should be done. He broke it down, did some film study that's on right. gritty. But that's right. That's right. His first two years with Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. It's not like he's got Mahomes throwing to him. He's got that Andy Reid coordinating for him. Or Dayball, you know, when he was with Buffalo coordinating for him. And Josh Allen, he's got Kirk Cousins. Had Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. Now with Kevin O'Connell, still Cousins. I think he's going to do big things. I would not be shocked. Uh, if he were the MVP of the league, he's got that no, kind of ability. It's a, he's getting uh, better. No, he could be in the conversation, but Cooper yeah. Cup didn't do it last. Cooper Cup did not do it last year. Jerry Rice never did it's it. A lack of vision. Marvin Harris. A lack of vision. Michael Thomas in 2019. We have seen receivers have ridiculous seasons. Calvin Johnson. I mean, look. Shame if he on your voters. 2K, if he actually cracks 2K, maybe. But they go find a quarterback a to give it to. I mean. It, it really is. It really is. Can I, but, can and I the same out, goes for deep, defensive players. Can I call out the voters? Same goes for defensive players. Please call out the voters by all means. Call them out. I mean, how by basic? How basic do you have to be? Okay, so a guy throws for like forty-eight hundred yards. He's automatically the MVP. Threw for forty-eight hundred yards. How do he throw for 4,800 yards? How do he throw for forty-something touchdowns? He just—it's just like the magic. It was all his arm did it all. He had nobody around him. He had no weapons at his disposal. Come on, you got to think beyond just the quarterback construct all the time. Think beyond, mm-hmm. just go around the whole wheel, the whole wheel of offense, and see. Well, well listen, you know, who's exceptional? You the fact that we got to talk about you, two thousand yards. Oh, that's what it takes for a rusher and a receiver. You don't. We got to break two thousand yards to get MVP. You don't get. You don't get a much better um, endorsement than the two-time reigning MVP. If I'm not mistaken, Rogers said he's the best player. He didn't say best receiver, right? He said best player, did he not? He said so Aaron Rodgers said it yesterday. So I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a hell of a campaign endorsement. But I mean, short of getting carried away by one win or one loss, I think the biggest stories would be in order: Dak, close second, T.J. Watt. I had Pittsburgh going to the playoffs. And then the explosion, what we think will be the explosion of Justin Jefferson, who's all who's already a star. And for him to come you out you and had, have that opening performance. The Steelers you had in the playoffs. Pittsburgh going to the playoffs, or you have I had them going to the playoffs. If TJ Watt is indeed out for the season, I don't think that's a loss you you can overcome. That that's not a loss you can overcome. Do you see him destroy Cincinnati yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Steelers beat Steelers beat the Bengals because of TJ Watt and the Bengals injury at long snapper kicking. Hello, it's not just a job. It's an adventure. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah, he's called Minka. If the long if, if if the snap didn't take 10 minutes to get there, no way Minka Fitzpatrick should have blocked that. <laughs> not that I could have done better. 
So the last time, Michael, I saw our first guest, I was in Oxnard, as we talked about in the last segment. I was in Oxnard at Cowboys camp, and we met for the first time. And Britt Johnson let me know in no uncertain terms mm. that my that my Louis Vuitton sling bag was not it. Just let, just was like all over me about this bag. She called it a oh, purse. Really? She called it a purse. I mean, she had jokes <laughs> for days. Wow. Just was like, I, nah, man. This after you, I, you just, you just. Am you I exaggerating? Yes, I didn't clown you. I just was. He asked me to take a photo of him by the water. He was doing a little modeling session. I don't know. <laughs> and he at, he was like, oh, how are the pictures? And I was like, I think they would look better if you took your purse off. That's all I wow. said because it looked like wow. he had a seat belt on and it's the beach and you should look free and like you're having a good time, but it just looked like it was just a little too tight. That's all I said. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, I was the trying to help part. a brother out. You kept going out of your way to call it a There's purse. There's a lot of criticism but I just, in there. There's a lot of criticism. Exactly. You picked up on it. Thank you. You picked up on it too, right? It was, it was not subtle, but not so subtle. I, so, I do not know what tight. to call it. It looks a little tight. A little too, a little too you, tight. Take your purse off. And, and, take and your even when off. I told her what to call it, she kept calling that. But I say all that, Britt, to say that I did not bring you on this here show today for revenge. I am not I here to like clown it. you about your cowboys, okay? I think this uh, is going to happen right now, a, but I'm ready for it. You did I'm a, ready for it. You did a wonderful job as a cowboys host and producer and content creator. And so I thought, who better to to settle something between me and Michael? Because in the last segment, and I don't want to overreact to week one. I, I typically don't overreact to, to week one, Britt. But I don't think you can overstate the significance of a Dak Prescott six to eight week injury, thumb surgery required, given all the problems that the Cowboys already had on the offensive side of the football. So if I'm a Cowboys fan, yeah, I'm pushing the panic button right now. What say you? I'm not pushing the panic button at all just because I was a Cowboys fan in 2016 when we lost Tony Romo in the preseason. And we thought we didn't have any quarterback because Kellen Moore, who's now the offensive coordinator there, was a backup quarterback. He got hurt and... You know, we had another guy, I think Jake McCowan was there and he didn't want to sign the deal, didn't work out. And we had like our fourth string quarterback, Dak Prescott, end up starting in week one. And we went 13 and three that season. So I'm not going to push the panic button just yet. I saw a lot of good things during training camp. I met you at training camp. You were there maybe a day or two. I don't know if you saw as much as I did, but I saw a lot of good things in training camp where I'm not too worried about it just yet. Don't know okay. if you saw as much as I did. Here we go. We're there a day or two. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I gotta keep well one two. This is this okay. is okay. the, the, the right. shots, okay. man. The, the barbs. Are shot. And it's, and it's, yeah, and it's just real. The delivery is the best part. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's just go back to your uh, your your precedent here for your positivity. Twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, fourth round pick. And not to mention all the quarterbacks that the Cowboys wanted to draft and they settled for Dak Prescott. Right. We all remember the story well and we know what happened. So are you telling me? Am I am I to, am I to take from that that Cooper Rush is the next next Dak Prescott? That's not what you're and saying. Na- is it? No, that's not exactly what I'm saying. But I I mean, yesterday Dak Prescott didn't look great himself. He I think was 14 to 29 and you know zero touchdowns, one interception. So I wasn't too excited about what he did yesterday in the first place. And we're looking at a receiving core that is very young that really didn't get any time with Dak Prescott, which is I think why we had so so many issues yesterday because there was no chemistry there. The only guy that really even worked with Dak Prescott prior to was CeeDee Lamb. And really CeeDee Lamb's first year with Dak was last year. Noah Brown had a couple, you know, plays and stuff with Dak last year, but we didn't really see Noah Brown either. So you're working with receivers that, guess what, worked with Cooper Cup or not Cooper Cup, sorry, Cooper Rush during the preseason. I think and if y'all had Cooper Cup at quarterback, I might feel that different. would be great. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Micah, can Micah Parsons play quarterback? Can we see if that if that's Trayvon something that Diggs. can happen? So- right. <laughs> Trayvon actually was in training camp this year, taking some um, you know drills with the quarterbacks, and he was actually pretty accurate. So. Hey, I'm not putting it past <laughs> anybody on our team at this point, but Cooper Rush does have better chemistry with 
guys like Dennis Houston and with Tolbert and these young guys um, because that's who they went up against and that's who they had as their quarterback along with Will Greer and obviously Ben DiNucci in there a little bit too. So I don't, I'm not too worried about it because Dak mm. hasn't built up that chemistry at this point with those young guys, which is why we saw the problems we saw yesterday. Okay. All right, Britt, just so we're clear. So if, if the Cowboys had an opportunity to get Jimmy Garoppolo or Mason Rudolph, I know it's a big difference, or somebody at a quarterback from another organization, you wouldn't or be as Cam excited Newton about Chilling. that. Cam Newton's or, or Cam Newton Chilling, available. Uh, you wouldn't be as excited about that as you are the possibility of, you know, Cooper Rush taking over with guys he already knows. Now, Cam, Cam Newton's a different story. I was actually trying to gun for Cam Newton last year, and I wished he would have signed with the Cowboys last year, but I'm a huge Cam Newton fan, so that's just me. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously that's something I even thought about as a just being a fan yesterday, like, oh, this is a potential. This is something that could happen. But when you think about the chemistry I, and you think about the time frame that Dak is going to be gone, you're kind of in the middle. It's like, yeah, I don't know if Cooper Rush can – go two months and be able to carry the team for two months he can win a couple games yes but is it going to be two months is it going to be longer we don't even know if that six to eight weeks thing is a definite situation like obviously we're still waiting right now for the results from Dak surgery how long is it going to be they keep saying it was a clean fracture and it should be okay but you you never know with injuries like that so Right now, let's go with Cooper Rush, see what he does for the next couple weeks. The thing that is positive with the Cowboys is we do have cap space. So if we need to bring somebody in, if we need to work a trade in, in some capacity, I think the Cowboys would be able to get that done. Are you looking at that division? When you look at that division, I said to Mike earlier, it's not like I'm blown away by any team in the division compared to the Cowboys. And that includes the right. Eagles who had one hell of an offseason and scored 38 points yesterday. But do you look at that division and say, even without Dak, if we play games with the backup quarterback versus the NFC East, we can be competitive. Do you feel that way or not so much? Yes, absolutely. The Yes, we're now in last place in the NFC East. Unfortunately, everybody in the NFC East won yesterday besides the Dallas Cowboys, but we swept the NFC East last year. We won every single game against our division last year, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. And look at the game yesterday with the Cowboys anyway. We lost, yes. We lost Dak Prescott, yes. Dak Prescott didn't have a good game anyway, but we also held Tom Brady to one touchdown. We were able to not do great on, on the run, but even, even so, Leonard Fournette did not score a touchdown yesterday. So that's a huge positive for me, and I think what our defense has done already and what they're continue to do, and you know with the pieces with the offensive line kind of getting fixed, I think that that's something that we'll be able to take care of. And the NFC East is always, I mean, years prior before it was a 17-game season, it was – the division winner would be an eight and eighteen half the time anyway. Like to be honest, so I'm not too nervous about the NFC East and being able to still win that and being competitive in the NFC East. Yeah, and you know, Britt, I mean, I only spent you know one or two days in Oxnard, um, but what was clear <laughs> is that the Cowboys, unlike previous years, and you know we saw this you know start last year and into the offseason, are a defensive oriented team. That's the, the identity of that team is now its defense. So in all seriousness, the, that defense can keep them in games. And when it comes to upgrading the quarterback situation, I, I guess to your point about the chemistry with Cooper Rush, they've long since decided that if something were to happen to Dak, that Cooper Rush was their backup. If they wanted to upgrade right. the backup position, they would have done that already. So to bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo or bring in a Mason Rudolph mm -hmm. or anybody else right now, what does that say about their organizational foresight or about what they think of Cooper Rush if now that they have to play their backup, they're like, oh, on second thought, we're going to get somebody from the outside. So it almost feels like they've already decided that Cooper Rush was the person that they trusted. Right. I but agree. The, but, where, but where I still struggle, though, is okay, let's say Cooper Rush, and, you know, let's see, he, was, he was competent the last time we saw him play. I think it was, was it the Vikings? He was competent the last time we saw him play. Um, okay, let's say you think Cooper Rush can can hold it down. Let's say the wide receivers, they'll get better with the return of Michael Gallup and, and eventually uh, James Washington. James Washington. All right, mm -hmm. I'll give you all of that. 
That offensive line, though, Tyron Smith ain't gonna be back for a while. That that just seems like too much of a mess, and I would feel better about an inexperienced quarterback stepping in if I knew that his protection and by extension his running game would inspire more confidence. Does that make sense? Yes, but I still want to see what we do with Marcus Peters. You know, he's coming in there, and yes, he might Jason, just be yep. there for depth in in that kind of situation. But I, I'm. I want to see what he does, even if it's just in a sense that he's going to be there to coach up Tyler Smith and, you know, seeing what Matt um, Forniak did yesterday. And he's actually supposed to be a center. He doesn't play that side. And he the best thing you hear about um, offensive linemen is to never hear their name. I didn't hear his name yesterday. So that means he did a pre- pretty mm-hmm. decent job. Tyler Smith, he had a couple hiccups in the beginning of the game, but he kind of started finding his footwork. And Tyler Biotis, who is actually, yes, but Tyler B- or uh, Connor McGovern, um, Stephen Jones said on the fan earlier today that he thinks it's just going to be a one to two week situation. So I think Connor McGovern should be coming back soon anyway. So I'm not too worried about that. Terrence still, obviously, we need to clean those up with the penalties and stuff like that. Last year, it was Connor McGovern that had the issues with the penalties, and it was Connor Williams before that that had the issues with the penalties. And now we're moving to Terrence still. So we got to fix those. Huge, huge issue with the penalties on the offensive line yesterday. But they were switching up a lot of stuff at the last minute. So I feel like that's just going to work itself out. And you don't want to change the offensive line too much because it's all about their cadence. It's all about, you know, even their breath with each other. And they kind of become one unit. So we don't want to mess that up too much. And yesterday there was a lot of almost moving pieces in that offensive line. And, you know, once we figure out who our offensive line is going to be and what role Peters is going to play in that situation, I think it'll just fix itself. What we saw from Zeke yesterday was huge in his pass block protection and being able to do that. And unfortunately, Kellen Moore didn't notice that as much as the rest of us noticed it because every time we needed Zeke in those moments, he took Zeke out and put Tony Pollard in. And Tony Pollard is not good. Pollard and pass pro. Yeah. Right. Pollard (laughs) and pass pro is like, is like, is like me wearing a, you know, a a sling bag. You know, I just, that's not it. That's not it. Bring it back full circle. And here's the good news. Uh, And Brent, tell me you, tell me you agree. It's the good news. If, if uh, it turns out to be a struggle for the Cowboys, well, that buys Mike McCarthy another year as a head coach. You can't hold this against Does McCarthy. It, though? Let's say they fall apart. It doesn't. They go 1-7. They go 1-7, 2-6. Mm. Bring back Mike. Bring back Mike. Mike right? McCarthy is holding on for dear You're life McCarthy fan. right now. Right now, he's holding on for dear life. And if it doesn't, I don't I don't think he would make it through the whole season if something doesn't change How in the next hold three or four him? weeks. It, it doesn't matter. The guy hit his thumb. <laughs> He hit it. Somebody hit his stomach. McCarthy, that's but not what happened. Fault. What happened in the three quarters you? before that? 134 yards. That, that's not that's not acceptable. What happened in the three quarters before? That? I could see if he hurt his thumb in the first quarter and then the game panned Poor out Mike like it McCarthy. did. But that was that was the game anyway. Mike McCarthy's being bullied. Mike McCarthy is being he's that kid. He is being bullied by Cowboys fans. And media. No. Everything's his fault. Everything's Mike McCarthy's fault. Stuff that he don't even have to do with. So hey, Brent, last thing before we let you go. Again, timetable's not exactly firm and you know, obviously that that could move, but give me a rough guess of what you think the Cowboys record could be when Dak Prescott returns. Okay. I would say I mean, Bengals is a huge, huge game next week. And then after that, we have, I believe, the Giants in week three, which is going to be our first divisional game. So I'm going to go. we got Rams coming up, too, in the, these next couple months. Um, I would say Cowboys would be maybe five and three or four and four if, if we go two months. You and Michael Holly. All right. All right. Hey, you know what? You know what? I, I, I didn't listen to you about about the man bag. I'm gonna listen to you about the Cowboys. I'm gonna back away from the panic button. Yeah. I'm gonna on, on, on y'all behalf. Just, I'm gonna back away from it. I'm gonna back, yeah. I'm gonna back we, away. It's week one. It's week one. Technically, I consider this week the fourth preseason week that we missed out on. So. It's Dak Prescott. Don't be okay. It's Dak uh-huh. Prescott. Be- I mean, I don't yeah. care what it is. I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> Brett, 
Come back I, just, I believe in our defense. And again, before this season started, I thought it was going to be a run first offense. And all yeah, you got to do is be able to pass it to somebody. Like, you know, toss if it off would, to somebody. If, if I would have stayed at camp for longer than two days, maybe I would have the sense about the situation that you do. Uh, come back I believe, again sometime. I Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank we you. appreciate you. feel like I have something to prove. I mean, I'm, I'm just this guy from Texas Tech, man, that they said they couldn't play in the NFL. So uh, I always had that mindset of going out there and, and proving that uh, that we're the Kansas City Chiefs and that we still have a, a chance to go out there and win the AFC Championship and then win the AFC West and, and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah but go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. You got it. No, you got You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I, like I said. I was going to give it to you. But yeah. Yeah, like I said last week. You know, uh, Mike. Fr- Friday. At three yeah, mics here. Friday. After, yeah, after Mike the Jones, Bills. Thanks for joining. I no. tried to tell Mike Smith last week, Mike Jones. We keep talking about Buffalo and Buffalo. Vegas loves Buffalo. NFL media loves Buffalo. Fans love Buffalo after that Thursday night game. But they have played Kansas City the last couple years in the playoffs. They have come up short in Kansas City. And I don't think, like, did Andy Reid leave? Did Patrick Mahomes leave? Yes. Tyree Kill did, but are you saying all of Kansas City's success was tied to 10? I'm not. So no. put some respect. Put some respect on Kansas City's name. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you, you know, we've heard that Patrick Mahomes has been more like it just there's been a fire that people have seen in him, um, that he seems even more engaged than he already was, and that there's a hunger. And we saw yesterday he's on a mission. Uh, to prove that, yeah, I mean, so what? Tyreek Hill's gone. It's okay. Um, I'm still Patrick Mahomes. We're still the Chiefs, and we're out there uh, to make another run at a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, listen. All, in all seriousness, Michael, I, I'm, I was a, I'm a Buffalo guy out of the AFC. Got them losing to the Bucks in the Super Bowl, Mike Jones. But I never doubted that the Chiefs would be good. I mean, as long as they got what did 15. What did you doubt about the Chiefs? Nothing. No, I never doubted the Chiefs. I just like Buffalo better. That's okay. But I, but my, my question, well, you know what doubts about Michael Holly? Arizona. Like, look, mm. we've, we've moved on. <laughs> we've moved right. on from the homework clause, from the independent study clause. But then I hear Cliff Kingsbury say yesterday, we got to have better practice habits. So now I'm just right. like, what is it with this? What is it with this group? Like, what are they... Are they yeah. missing something in the, in the in the area of professionalism and maturity across the board? What am I to make of those comments? I mean, I think that this is who they are. They're dysfunctional. They're immature. They they shift blame. Um, you know, they're they're not a first class organization, and that's why it was surprising to me when Cliff Kingsbury got a extension. It was surprising to me when Kyler Murray, um, you know, gets the payday that he did. Uh, like, what have you done? They go out there and they get off to fast starts and then everybody figures them out and Cliff can't make adjustments and Kyler fizzles and they disappoint. So, and now you got Cliff saying we need better practice habits. Well, you are the freaking coach who draws up these practice plans and cracks the whip. Maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror and figure out that uh, you're not quite as smart and clever a coach as you thought you were. All right, tell us how you really feel. So since you're on a roll here, who, who else needs to do some soul searching? It's only week one. And we're not overreacting, but we can only go off of what we saw. What's the, what's the biggest red flag? N- not talking about Dallas. We all, we've covered Dallas. Right, right. Dallas looks ugly. You know, they lost Dak Prescott. Other than Dallas, who else needs to look in the mirror? Same as the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, one guy is Bill Belichick. I know you've got a bunch of rings on your finger and everything like that, but you've got Matt Patricia calling plays for you. I said back in the offseason that I really had questions that, you know, you've got a young quarterback and you don't have a quarterback coach. you got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia kind of sharing duties as these co-offensive coordinators, and neither one of them have ever called plays. Neither one of them have really had success um, outside of Bill Belichick. Uh, and I know Belichick says, hey, everything starts and ends with me as the head coach, but you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, and Matt Patricia showed yesterday that he is not. 
um, the guy that they need calling plays. Bill Belichick needs to look in the mirror and figure out, okay, hey, why didn't I get an offensive coordinator again? Um, because that offense did not look good. You had a first-year head coach that you were going up against. What was it, 434 games to none? Uh, when you think about the two resumes. And even so, the Dolphins took them, you know, to took them – yeah, you know, out they they came out there. Their defense looked great. Their offense looked really good. Tua had a really solid game. Mac Jones had multiple turnovers. Um, this is not a good start. So Bill Belichick um, is one of those guys that's got to kind of have a come to Jesus talk with himself. I, I agree. And you know, uh, Mike, here's the thing. What's crazy is they do have a quarterback coach. It's Joe Judge. They have right, like a uh, real quarterback a guy, coach, though. Yeah, right. right. But <laughs> that's here, a special teams coordinator. Problem. As bad as that, as bad as that sounds, that's not even the worst problem. So you got you got Joe Judge working with quarterbacks. You got Matt Patricia uh, doing his offensive coordinator thing, and you know what you have? You have Matt Patricia also as the offensive line coach. Like you yeah. tell me. It, both of you tell me you covered the NFL. Uh, both Michael, uh, Mike Smith and Mike Jones covered the NFL league wide at a high level. You tell me any team that you've ever covered where the old coordinator is also the offensive line coach. I just don't. They're two big jobs. You can't make right. it. Like, are they trying to save a dollar? That's like <laughs> that's like going back when you first started. Hey, and hey, you know you first started in, in TV or, or, or newspapers. You're your own photographer. You're the writer. Right. You're the writer. You're also the sports editor. You know, you got all these yeah. jobs. Mom and pop oh. shop. That was like me like back that. when I that's was in the, a weekly newspaper in Virginia, in my hometown. We did it all. You know, that's the but problem. This is the this is the Patriots. They're a world first class organization, and it's almost like Bill Belichick just didn't want to have to train anybody else. So he's like, ah, let me just have these guys who speak the same language. You know, I'll overrule him if we need to when we're calling plays, but we're going to be okay. And, man, I don't know. I think that he really made a mistake. I don't know if it's arrogance, feeling like, hey, this is the machine that I built, and it doesn't matter who I plug in there, we're going to be okay, or what. Uh, but, I mean, again, it's only week one, but it didn't look good in the preseason. It didn't look good um, on Sunday either. Well, on the positive side, I'll, I'll put on my Michael Holly hat because Michael Holly was being positive with the Cowboys. I'll say for the Patriots, uh, I agree with you about multitasking at that level. Patricia was the assistant offensive line coach before he switched to defense, so he's not it's not completely foreign to him on that side of the ball. But as we know, they never win in Miami, no matter how early they go down there. And traditionally, this team uh, gets better as the season goes on. So we'll see if. Sure. Uh, if, if, if that does continue, but then again, it may be a personnel, not just coaching, but it also may be some personnel issues as well. On the flip side, you saw teams like Chicago stand tall. Mm -hmm. uh, Dayball and the Giants, former offensive assistant in New England, Brian Dayball uh, and the Giants do their thing. Houston fight to a tie. Detroit show that, you know, that Dan Campbell grit. What was a team that, and I'm not saying you got to put them in the playoffs, Mike Jones, but was right. it, what was a team that you were like, yeah, you know what? I, I was really impressed, and 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 that's that. There's some staying power here. There's something sustainable about what I saw in Week One from this team. Sustainable might be hard. I don't want to like overreact uh, to anything right there, but um, I did talk to a number of people who were impressed with what they saw out of Chicago. Look, it was an ugly, sloppy game, uh, but they were going against a, a talented team in the 49ers. Um, so they're you know hats off to them. But the one that I really saw that I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe something is trending in the right direction was Minnesota um, going up yeah, there, um, you know, what they did against Green Bay. Uh, we saw Kirk Cousins and that offense look like they'd been brought into the modern age because under Mike Zimmer, that offense was just very, you know, just it, like it was stuck in the past. And so you saw Kevin O'Connell and it looked like, the Rams offense, a lot of motion, a lot of things to get the defense guessing and, you know, an off balance and everything uh, balance. You've got a good passing game. You had a good run game. You had some play action and everything. So I felt like that was a really good start there for their offense. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, just falling out, looking like the best wide receiver in the game, um, their defense. Uh, and now, look, there were some drops 
that hurt the Packers, but still, their defense still still got after Aaron Rodgers. Their pass protection was not good um, in Green Bay. Um, so I felt like of all of the the first year programs, the the teams that aren't the elite, I thought that the Vikings were ones that really impressed me a lot. Yeah. All right. Hey, you got you agree with me? Last question I have for you. You agree with me? Panthers in the playoffs? I think it's possible. You know, we talked about it last week. They are the team that I picked that, you know, now look, they have some kinks they got to work out. Their defense gave up too many rushing yards. Baker has got to settle down. Uh, he looked, I talked to a number of people who know him pretty well. It was like, man, he looked really nervous. Um, and they were a little surprised by that. But I do think that they have a chance. If they get this thing figured out, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, that's a big, big thing for them. I do think that they have a chance to get a wild card. Jacoby Brissett gives you a chance to win games. Listen, man, Cleveland, Cleveland might be able to tread water well enough. They will with that defense. Yeah, with that defense and that run game, game. they feel like they have the talent to put around Jacoby Brissett. He doesn't have to go out there and win the games. He just makes the smart decisions. He knows to stay within himself. And that's all that locker locker room loves Jacoby Brissett. Everybody loves Jacoby Brissett. Everybody loves him as a dude. Everybody loves him. He's, he's, I mean, but, but not as a quarterback. <laughs> they love him. Like, okay. I he love that. Okay. Indy. Fine. I love that kicker. Same thing. I love, I love that kicker. Yeah. Speaking of kickers, have you hugged your long snapper today? Hug your kicker today. <laughs> that, that, that mean, that was the hell of a, that was fun. It was fun for us. It wasn't fun for the kickers. Yeah. It wasn't fun for the teams. But it was fun no. for us watching those kickers struggle yesterday. Some of them did. No. Mike Jones, hey. we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yes. Yes, sir. Tommy, appreciate this time. I know you said you want to go check your fantasy roster. I'll let you get going. Man, I know. Got to see if Michael Thomas went off. That, you know, got a lot of depth. Got to see if my pick to click. All right. Thanks so much, Tommy. And, uh, yes, Michael Thomas, of course, did go off. Saints win. Michael Thomas, two touchdown catchers. Michael, please connect me with Tommy, fam. I want to know if I could be in this fantasy league next year. My fantasy team is looking pretty good. I might go 3-0 this week. Uh, I got Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams going in one league tonight. I'm going against Tyler Lockett in two. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about tonight. What's your expectations for tonight? Russ back tonight in Seattle. Is not, oh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great atmosphere. Uh, mo- most people will cheer for Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson's going to go off. Not a good game. Not competitive. Broncos win big. You think so? I think it's going to be tougher than we think. I think really? Seattle, it's going to be an emotional game. I, I, I don't see it's the emotional. Broncos hitting the ground running. I, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be befitting of week one. Wild. Wild and unpredictable. Hopefully better than last night. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.